Wellington Access Radio 106.1 B-Side Stories. Perrine. Okay, we are in the studio with Laura O'Connell Rapera, who is the director and co-founder, our co-founder of Rock and Roll, a youth-led, non-partisan, collaborative, volunteer-powered group that exists to give political power to young people. Kia ora, Laura. Kia ora. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. So, big um, milestone this week in terms of our electoral process. Mm. Yes, it's, um, I, I think the Waitangi Tribunal report is, um, that's what you're talking about, right? Oh, actually, no. Oh, what are you about? About? We d- <laughs> <laughs> Many. Oh, the ele- enrolment yeah, state. Yeah, yeah, oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so this Friday, um, 16th of August, we're trying to get as many people to enrol as possible. Um, it's not actually the cutoff date for the enrolment. I think it's important to mm. communicate that nuance that um, you can still enrol all the way up to the election. Um, but those people who enrol before Friday will be sent their voting papers in the mail, which just makes the process a little bit easier. So much easier. Yes. Um, Cool. So now that we've got that business part out of the way, everyone, (laughs) make sure you're enrolled by Friday if you can. (laughs) And if you've done it in the past, you you can actually just do it online these days, as long as you gave permission when you've done it in the past to do it online in the future. Because it used to be quite a clunky process where you'd have to go to the post office and fill in another form and all of those sorts of things where you'd have to remember. I mean, one thing with the online, you do have to remember your Realme account. But you you can give them a call and they will help you log in. Um, I'm I'm very proud to say that I've finally remembered my real me. Nice. (laughs) Well done, David. (laughs) Um, So, Laura, you were on B-Side Stories in 2017 Mm. and um, people listening live will have had the benefit of listening to that interview in the first half of the show today. Oh, cool. Um, So we don't need to cover the same territory, which was more focused on... um, Lowering the voting age. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you could just tell us a little bit about um, how things uh, with the rock and roll journey have changed over the last couple of years. Yeah, what I think is really exciting is when we're, when I first started rock and roll, um, you know, a group of us, we were applying for funding from a range of different traditional sources. The Electoral Commission was an obvious choice for us because we're like, oh, we're going to help you do your job because we're young people. We know how young people think. And um, and so obviously you should give us a bit of funding, which was, yeah, now in hindsight, I see why they said no, <laughs> because that's not usually the done thing to just give money to any old uh uh, person who's like, hey, we've got this great idea. Um, tried to get mm. funding from New Zealand on air, Creative New Zealand. Didn't really succeed in any of those avenues, and then, um, uh, and then ended up crowdfunding the first ever budget that Rock and Roll worked with, which was great because I love the whole idea of Rock and Roll being by, of, and for the people. Um, but now, fast forward five years down the track since we first started, and um, we now have a contract with Auckland Council uh, that we are um, that's enabled us to hire two people in Auckland. So we are largely volunteer-powered. All my time given to rock and roll is volunteered. Um, but this time around, we've actually got some paid staff who are going to be working in Auckland, trying to get more young Aucklanders to vote in the election, which is really exciting. Um, but what's really great about that, having people who are paid to think about these things full-time, is that what they create, the frameworks that they create, the strategies that they develop, the um, uh, the communications materials that they put together, that actually can be used by any young person anywhere wanting to engage other young people uh, in the local elections in their or here in their area. And so um, the strategy that they've come up with that we're running with this year throughout the country is called Vote Tripling. 
And so this is basically the idea that um, the first time we ever did rock and roll, the ask to people was, please make a promise to vote in the 2014 election, and then um, we'll give you a call in the weeks leading up to the election to say, hey, do you have everything you need to go and vote? Vote tripling is the evolution of that model, and it's basically, hey, will you make a promise to vote in the election, and will you get three of your friends to also vote with you, and will you ask those friends to ask three more friends to vote as well? And so it goes three, 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 and you kind of have this exponential growth um, to hopefully drastically increase the number of young people that are voting. And I think that, coupled with the fact that around the country at the moment we have 60 young people at least who are standing up in their different areas all around the country to run for local council, we should see uh, quite an increase at this uh, election in October. Yeah, so how does how's the local government elections different from the general elections in terms of getting people engaged, particularly younger people? Voter turnout is actually really low across all demographics and local elections, um, and that's, that's for a lot of different reasons. One is that um, because we are less inclined to buy newspapers these days, because we get our news online, it means that um, advertising revenue for newspapers has gone down, which means that uh, um, newsrooms have shrunk and there's less coverage of local um, of what's happening at the local government level. And so if we're not hearing about what's going on, it's much more difficult to engage with what's going on. The other thing is that um, local elections, unlike general elections, um, aren't there's no centralised um, campaign funded by central government to engage us in the fact that it's local elections. And so it really depends council to council how much money they have and how much spare money they have to then engage people. Um, and, then, uh, and, and so in, in some areas... Um, and in some areas around the country, we only have uh, the, the people who can run are only those who have enough disposable income and enough time to do it, which usually results in um, a lot of councils being made up of older, white, retired men um, quite a lot of the time. And so a lot of people who don't perhaps fall in that category see that and they're like, oh, maybe the local government isn't really for me because it's for that group. Mm. And then sort of we have the cycle that just continues until someone like rock and roll or someone like the 60 people all around the country who are saying enough's enough, yes. I'm going to change this, do something about it. Yeah. And why is it important to, you know, what kind of change can we expect to see? I think was one. Th it's really difficult eh? because it's like it's, you've got to hold out hope that um, young people can really shake up the status quo, but you also have to keep that in balance with we can't rest all of our hopes on electoral cycles because the truth is some of the challenges we face are, uh, are much they, – they go beyond once every three years in elections, you know, climate collapse and um, economic yeah. inequality and all of these sorts of things. They're not going to be solved by simply having – um, uh, uh, a, a couple of more people like we don't want to put so much pressure on those people to go in there and fix everything because the truth is those challenges require all of us to be doing a lot of things 